Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Beer and Money. My name is Ryan Burklow. And I'm Alex Collins. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about three takeaways from Morgan Housel's new book, Same as Ever. Yeah, it's, it's like the more stuff that we read from Morgan, the like the more prophetic and insightful and just the, the, the more the more takeaways there are from him. He just has a way of phrasing it, right? The way that he writes and and what he ties together just simplifies stuff in a way that is it had you think. And and that simplicity really really gets me. He is he's the best selling author from uh, the book Psychology of Money, which Alex and I have done I think at least two, maybe even three episodes on the book itself. And a lot of our other topics actually stem from that book. So um Directly or indirectly. Exactly. And so he, he thinks a lot of the ways that I think we think and also uh, I think phrases it better than way, the way we can phrase it sometimes, which is why we keep utilizing uh, his words. So before we dive in, though, today, Mr. Collins, uh, there is a beer of the day for us. Uh, it's Ryan Burke was the only one drinking today as Alex Collins is uh, still handling his uh, favorite issue with his foot. <laughs> Um, but I'm drinking uh, from the Rumlinger Brewery, beer number three from the brewery. It's called Farm Haze, and uh, I have not tried it yet here. It's a hazy Indian pale ale. It is a lot drier than I expected. Yeah. Yeah, a lot drier than I expected. Um, kind of in a bad way, actually. Uh, so what, it's not my favorite beer. <laughs> when I was there back in September for uh, my daughter's Girl Scout troop went there um, as part of like a celebration, um, that was the the beer that I had, and I didn't love it. Um, I, I would I would give it a four out of out of ten in terms of the bottle caps, but uh, I subsequently had some some other stuff that Remlinger Farms has put together. It they they have a nice little brewery there. That's just not my favorite. No, the Gary IPA is actually my favorite beer that I've had thus far with them. But this one, to your point, I'm going to give it a five bottle caps out of 10. So it uh, doesn't mean they're not a good brewery. They've got se- several solid beers that I've already tried here live. But uh, um, check them out. They're out of Carnation, Washington. So let- let's dive into the topic here, Alex, because I-, I think all three of these, we could make a whole episode on these three takeaways. Sure. Um, so we're going to do the high level overview today. Um, and let's kind of start with number one. And in the book, he Morgan speaks about expectations and he specifically says, really, the, the issue that a lot of people have, financially speaking, is their expectations keep raising and raising and raising, which you're is- try, You're trying to catch an ever-expanding bar, exactly. which is you're setting yourself up for failure. And we should, we should be very clear. Expectations are not goals. This is not saying don't set high goals for yourself, but make sure that like what you're doing is you're you're doing it for the right reason. You are you're you're not trying to keep up with the Joneses. You're doing things that matter to you. And like essentially, like we talk about this concept a lot in terms of lifestyle creep. Yeah, it, it comes back to whose expectations are you trying to meet? Mm-hmm. Do you even and to take that a step further, do you even know what your expectations are? Are they yours? Are they your parents? Are they your friends, your peers, 
societies, like who is driving you to do whatever it is that you're like doing. And if you're doing it for the right reasons, awesome. This isn't saying don't go better yourself and don't go better your life and things of that nature, but do it for the right reasons. Like we're, we're all given some limitation on what our resources are. Time, energy, money, like these are the three main resources that we have, right? What are the things that you care about and where are you spending those resources? Yeah, this is something, you know, if Alex and I are coming across as like we have this part handled, I would argue that we don't <laughs> at all. Um I do think that Alex and I, because we do record these podcasts and we actually have a conversation prior to recording about it, I think it does, you and I have the benefit of speaking into this to each other Mm -hmm. that kind of keeps us aligned uh, with, you know, what we've heard each other say we we actually care about, which I think a lot of people don't have, even with their spouse, because maybe they don't even talk about it. And I wouldn't say that we don't have it at all. Uh, but I would suggest that we're like, this isn't like, oh, we're completely good and we've got everything figured out. And no, no, we don't, we don't have the secret to the sauce of life, uh, or the meaning of life. Um, I certainly don't know what 42 is the answer to for, for any Douglas Adams fans out there. Um, but no, I mean, it's like, it's just one of those things where make sure that you're, you're spending your resources on things that you care about, whether that's you, whether that's your family, like whatever the, whatever it is. And again, the three main resources are going to be time, energy, and money. It just hit me, Alex. Uh, we are going to record another episode because I already have the title of the episode. It's called, Great. what are your expectations costing you? Mm, yep. So, uh, that's beautiful. Uh, write that down. <laughs> joking that was from our, our favorite movie i know um so that's number one action item from, from that number one one item or run expectations is like have you defined your rich life or define what what your expectations are specifically with your spouse as well right that that that's a, an important conversation and that's going to be ever evolving i can promise you that that's going to change like it sure is, you know, what has changed for my wife and I, we went from out of college getting married to having our first kid, second kid. And now our, our daughter is about to be 16 years old, right? Like that's going to change just like my parents, like their big thing is estate planning and, and, and retirement and, and a whole bunch of other stuff. So that's going to happen. So guess what? Unfortunately, this is not a set it and forget it conversation. What? Right. And like you change, you evolve as a person over time because of the things that occur in life, whether it's things that happen to you, your parents, your friends, your family, your business, like whatever it is, all of this stuff is constantly evolving. You're not going to make the same choice now that you did 10 years ago. Like you're not, not. I I mean, to a certain extent, you kind of hope you do, right? Because it means that you're still on that same track. Um, you don't want to have like completely like veered off and gone in a totally different direction. Um, but at the same time, like you're growing as a person. And so of course your reaction to things is going to change. Um, yep. Like, and at the same time, we always hope that we make the big decisions for the right reason. Like, okay, would we still have married our spouse? Like, 
thankfully for you and I, we could both unequivocally say, yes, absolutely. Would we live where we will live? Yes, absolutely. We did those things for the right reasons and we're super happy with those decisions. So just make sure that like when you're coming to a crossroads that you have a way of figuring out what is the motivation for doing this? Why am I doing it? And stop and think. And what we have found that the easiest way to go ahead and try and accomplish this, and, and I'm like easy is a little bit of a, a challenging thing here. Sit down with your spouse, with your partner, with the people that you care about and define what a rich life looks like for you. What does success look like? And then strive for that as hard as you can. 100%. Which takes us to number two, um, which all of these will dovetail. It's funny. All of these really kind of go together, um, but they're all very different at the same time. Comple- it, it, number two, complexity is often favored by most of us. Uh, and it's favored for the excitement that it can bring. When oftentimes simplicity may actually do a better job. Well, and and real quick before you you I want to tell the story from the book here. Sure. He uh, there's a he tell, talks about a scientist that is trying to cure cancer. And uh, you know this is you know when cancer was first coming out. There's a lot of cigarette smoke, right? So um, he's talking about solving or curing cancer, which could you know, save X amount of lives. But then someone brought up, well, maybe if we just have people stop smoking, think about how many more lives that would save. And the scientist said, that's a simplistic and probably the right answer that we should be focusing on, but that's not as fun. And he didn't mean it in like a, in a net, like in a negative way per se, like he, he didn't care about humanity it was more of like this is how we're wired as human beings, right? We're wired. We're wired to go chase the thing that's complex and that that is you know sexy, for lack of a better term, where we may not understand all of the nuances around how it works. And like I've recently come to the to the conclusion that several people that I thought were super financially savvy just aren't, like. Not even a little bit like, and, and it has to do with like digging into like financial documents and, and looking at stuff where it's like, you know, I uh, like there's, th- these are people that I know that I trust that I respect that we're paying like 10, 12, 15% interest on timeshares. Yeah. And it's like, it's just one of those things where it's like, Oh, that's that's painful when you start doing the math and figuring out like, okay, had we just done that a little bit differently or thought about it a little bit differently, how much extra they would have had just based on that one simple decision. Um, and it, it's just, it's amazing to me how quickly something where it's, in, an incredibly complex and convoluted idea and concept can get blown out of proportion. Um, and it, it's entirely because we're chasing something sexy. 
Yeah, I mean, oftentimes, Alex, when you and I are working with clients, financially speaking, and even just overall, like right, more and more, you and I are are becoming better with just human behavior and how humans interact and how our brain works. <laughs> We're probably more advantageous or valuable to our clients because of that that knowledge and experience that we're bringing because we get to work with so many different people maybe even over than the financial knowledge that we've got right because right right the reason morgan housel wrote that book psychology of money is it's all in the head like yeah there are some basic stuff that we need to make sure we understand basic concepts but if we understood the basic concepts and could get out of our own way and by that i mean get out of our own head hmm. most of us wouldn't have concerns about money well, and it's it, it's amazing to me the things that you and I take for granted. Yeah. In terms of like the knowledge that we have around finance and like the the things that intelligent people, like very, very smart individuals, simply don't grasp when it comes to finances. Um, I was trying to explain this to somebody the other day. Um, and I would like the, the basic concept was like, yeah, whenever we started doing like the basic math of adding, subtracting, dividing and multiplying in like first, second, third grade, like all my classmates, like for the most part, got it. But the second that you put a dollar sign in front of it, oh, yeah. like half of them stopped being able to do like the basic math. And it was just like, it was weird because like. You could almost like cover up the dollar sign and they'd be able to do it and uncover it and they'd stop being able to do it. It was just the most bizarre phenomenon to me. And like that, like that was when I knew I was going to be doing something in finance. <laughs> right. <laughs> for take that for whatever, whatever you want to, but. Well, that's what's so great about our career. And I think so what's great and the value that we bring our clients is we've got the numbers guy being you, Right. And we've got more of the the human psychology and, and a constant like stuff that that I tend to to gravitate towards. And I'm not saying that I'm the expert in that arena at all, but I, I can gravitate towards that maybe a little bit quicker than you can because you sure. like the numbers more than than I do. And so, but that also explains humans, right? So that's that's what's so interesting about that. So when we talk about complexity, it's more exciting to talk about complexity. And so the action item from this number two is keep it simple, right? It, it might be as something as simple as maybe work with a financial advisor that can help you keep it simple. Yeah. Right? Because it can be difficult. Let's just face it today, right? How many different logins do we have? Like it, it can be difficult <laughs> just because the world we're in. What the, the financial world that we live in is complex by nature and we as humans have a tendency of overcomplicating the ever living crap out of it. hundred percent. Heck you and I still overcomplicate oh, yeah. it. And one of and our stated goals is to try and keep it as simple <laughs> as possible for clients. Cause it can be fun. We both like to go in the weeds in our own, in our own arenas. So, right. So keep it simple. Number three. And this one is, maybe one of my favorites uh, in this book and it's we're always hanging by a thread. And I'm going to read the quote here from, from Morgan in his book. Um, he says, if we know where we've been, 
you realize we have no idea where we're going. And he goes through several different examples of like hanging by a thread and knowing that this has always been the case. It's always been there. And so one example that he brings, I'm going to share a new one, Alex, because you and I discussed the George Washington one. Another one just just popped in my head. Have you ever heard how Houdini died? Mm, I've heard it, but I, I can't recall it. So Houdini used to do a a, a trick or I guess a, a, a performance around. He would invite someone from the crowd and he would say, punch me in the stomach as hard as you possibly can. And I will not flinch. I won't I, like, I would just keep the same face. And he does this, this trick or this performance over and over and over. And one day after the performance, he's walking around with this crew and his crew was kind of, uh, you know, kind of not badgering, but messing around with him. And he goes, oh, you could take any punch. And they, they punched him. And he wasn't expecting it. Hmm. And he ended up dying from the punch because the punch hit some organ and he died from it. Here he's taken like punches from huge human beings, no issues at all, and someone and one that he didn't expect takes him out. And then we've got the George Washington one, right? Where you know it's the Battle of Long Beach and L- Long Island. Long Island, sorry, not Long Beach, Long Island. And the Brits have George Washington and his his squadron cornered. And all I have to do is go up river and essentially they're going to take him out. The issue was the wind changed direction for one day. So they couldn't go up down the river. George Washington's troops ended up getting away. And that very moment by many historians state, if George Washington's troops was cornered, the United States may not exist. All because of wind direction. Yeah, there's a dozen examples in that in, in the the war of independence where like the balance was hanging on a thread and it went the right way as opposed to the wrong way you know the crossing of the delaware uh, valley forge the battle of long island like these are examples but like it's it's the classic uh butterfly flaps his wings on the other side of the of the world right. and it affects the weather where you are positively or negatively um, these are all things that are out of our control. And so now, like w- this is one of the things that you and I actually spent a bunch of time talking about. Okay, so how does how do these things that are totally out of our control and we have no idea where the future is going, how does that affect financial planning? So, Ryan. Well, step one, so, I want to make sure this comes across. Every year, and it's the fun part. It's the complexity part, maybe, uh, of economists are predicting what's going to happen this year, right? It comes out every January and, and you read it. Yet, if you really think about it, how on earth would any of us take that seriously, given that something as change of wind direction could change everything that happens that year? But let alone like war or like natural disaster. Like there's so much stuff that is just unknown and we don't know what the news of tomorrow is, let alone the news of six months from now. 
Trying so, to predict the future is a failed experiment. So the action item here is proper planning, right? It, it's And we've gone over this several times, so go check out our other episodes to go into this in more detail. But it's more about protecting income because that's what's providing your lifestyle and everything that you're wanting, financially speaking, right? Make sure that we have a, an adequate savings rate. So focus on savings rate, right? Make sure that we are properly putting money, cash flow, where should it be going, managing it from asset location, and making sure we're paying off bad debt. Yeah. It, simplistically, plan for the best, prepare for the worst. Yep. And we've heard, how many of us, like we've all heard that before. That's it. And it's not that it's new that it's being applied to finance. Nope. It's not that it's new that it's being applied to your personal situation. And might hit you a little bit differently this time. Might not, but take action on it. That's that's the goal for this podcast is to is to get you to think a little bit differently and to get you to cut co- and cause you to take action in terms of bettering your financial situation. Which takes us to the question of the day, Alex. Our question today is what is constant for you that will never change? I, I would encourage you all to, to think about that question. And Alex and I were talking prior. Uh, it, was an, uh, it was a Naval quote. And I, now I'm going to draw a blank on exactly how the quote went. But it was something around, if you lived a thousand different lives what would be true in 999 of them? And, and I think what that means, to at least to, I, we can take several different takeaways from that quote, but I think the biggest thing there is, is what is it you want your life to be and mean? What What's is going to be true in 999? And, and Ryan and I were talking about this and, and so much of it is, what is the foundation of who you are and why you act the way you do that is Im- immovable, can't be changed, does not matter. This is who you are. So head over to beerandmoney.net and you can answer that question if you feel like it. Or if anything came from this, we have more questions. That's a great spot for you to reach out to us uh, and see if we can bring any value on that. Uh, real quick. The same as ever book by Morgan Housel. Just thought I'd share that on the, the YouTube channel here. Um, check it out. Uh, if you haven't read his psychology of money book, maybe start there uh, and then come to this. Although I don't think it's a requirement. There was nothing that was carryover from either one. Um, but both are great. Definitely check those out. Look, we started this podcast to hopefully bring some value to you. Have you think differently about your money so you can spend the, your time with your family doing what you want to do. We all have competing priorities. Organize those priorities in such a way that you get to live the life that you want. As always, we hope this episode is valuable for you. I'm Mr. Collins. Cheers. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Although the information has been gathered from sources believed to be reliable, please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon only when coordinated with individual professional advice. 
Guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by Park Avenue Securities, Guardian, or Quantified Financial Partners, and opinions stated are their own. Guardian, its subsidiaries, agents, and employees do not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Consult your tax, legal, or accounting professional regarding your individual situation. All investments and investment strategies contain risk and may lose value. This material is intended for general public use. By providing this content, Park Avenue Securities LLC is not undertaking to provide investment advice or a recommendation for any specific individual or situation or to otherwise act in a fiduciary capacity. Please contact a financial representative for guidance and information that is specific to your individual situation. Ryan and Alex are registered representatives and financial advisors of Park Avenue Securities, LLC. OSJ 200 Market Street, Suite 1850, Portland, Oregon 97201. Phone number 503-221-1226. Securities products and advisory services offered through Park Avenue Securities, member FINRA, SIPC. Financial representatives of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, Guardian, New York, New York. Park Avenue Securities is a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Quantified Financial Partners is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Park Avenue Securities or Guardian. Ryan Burklow, CA Insurance License, number 0K24924. Alexander Collins, CA Insurance License, number 0H24806. Pinpoint number 2023-165849. Expiration December 2025.